This is Voices of Public Health, the JSI podcast. Hello, and welcome to everyone tuning in with us today. My name is Kate Bagshaw, and I'm a technical officer working with JSI's Immunization Center for the past three years. Here with me today is Rafael Nsunju, a senior immunization technical officer for JSI in Tanzania, who has been working for JSI for eight years. Rafael is currently working on a Gavi-funded project supporting the ministry to design and implement interventions to increase the uptake of HPV vaccine in Tanzania. Prior to this work, Rafael supported the ministry to introduce new vaccines and strengthen routine immunization in low-performing regions and districts through the USAID-funded global flagship maternal and child survival and maternal and child health integrated programs. He has also worked with the Ministry of Work, Employment and Youth Development under the Occupational Health and Safety Authority with World Vision to implement the US President Malaria Initiative and the Ministry of Health as a public health officer. He holds a bachelor's degree in environmental health sciences from the University of Dar es Salaam, Muhumbilu University College of Health and Allied Sciences and a master's in health policy and management from the Muhumbili University of Health and Allied Sciences. Raphael brings a strong technical programmatic, field, and global immunization perspective to the immunization program in Tanzania. Raphael, thanks so much for joining with joining me today to chat with us. Thank you for having me, Kate. It's my pleasure to have you in this podcast. Great. Thanks so much. Raphael, we're really looking forward to learning more about your experience and your time in supporting the ministry to implement immunization programs in Tanzania. But one of the first questions I have for you is, how did you find your passion for immunization? Was there a specific moment that happened where you thought, aha, this is what I want to do? Uh, Basically, uh, I have a preventive health background. Uh, As you can see, my first degree was related to preventive health services. And also, as you see, before I joined JSI, I had several years working with national level and also subnational levels in the preventive health sector. Uh, But also, uh, when I had my master's degree in health policy management, uh, one of the challenges which I learned was that we have the problem with the health system, especially uh, health care workers, but also commodities. So when I was one of of, of the lecture, uh, my professor was asked, how can we uh, avoid this challenge? And my my response to that question was like, I think we have to invest uh, a lot in, in preventive health services, which uh, immunization is part of that. So my professor was like, uh, very uh, was like uh, very supportive to that to my response and. That was also my part, my passion to work with the preventive services, including immunization services. Great, Raphael. That's really interesting. I love that your um, passion started from from the time that you were back in school and thinking through how you could really support um, the health system in Tanzania. Um, You've been working for JSI for now for about eight years, um, as we mentioned, on a couple of different projects. What are some of the key highlights of your time working with JSI? Uh, I started working with JSI uh, in 2012 uh, 
with MCHIP, Maternal and Survival Integrated Program. And after that, a following project, which is called MCSP, Maternal and Child Survival Program. Uh, we were supporting the ministry at national level, but also at sub-national level. Generally at national level, we are like part of the technical working group, which develop policies, but also uh, works on logistics of and supplies of vaccine and related supplies, but also development of guidelines which have to be used at the sub-national levels. We are, I was also part of the team which were developing guidelines for the implementation of different campaigns, but also I supported the IVD in the introduction of new and underutilized vaccine like PCV13, rotavirus vaccine, Mwara vaccine, and the currently introduced HPV vaccine. At sub-national level, we were working with uh, the lower performing regions of Kagera, Simiu, Tabora, and Shinyanga, which by then was contributing to about 40% of unvaccinated children. Uh, through implementing different recce strategies, uh, we were able to strengthen the capacity of healthcare workers and immunization managers in those regions. We are also to help the region to link immunization services with the community. Also, we strengthen the capacity of health managers and implementers on using data for decision making. Also, the introduction of VIMS, which is vaccine immunization information system, which this GSI led in the development. We also use the opportunity to strengthen micro planning at health facility levels and the regional and district levels. So through the years we worked with those regions, we saw the tremendous change in terms of vaccination coverages, whereby most of the regions which we are performing below 80%, we are now performing above 90% coverages. Rafael, that's great. I mean, it just goes to show all the work and different types of activities and interventions that go into trying to improve, um, you know, how immunization works in a country. And it shows that you guys have had great success over the last many years in helping to make sure more kids are vaccinated. So I can see why that would be a highlight of your time working with JSI. Um, so I mean, now that these, these uh, larger programs are, are over, you're working on a Gavi-funded project. Can you tell me a bit more about your specific role now? Uh, currently, I'm working with the Gavi HPV project, uh, which is Gavi is the Global Alliance for Vaccine and Immunization, which is a global partnership of public and private sector organizations dedicated to organization for all. Uh, I've been part of the team which is providing technical support to the ministry from the introduction, preparations for the introduction of the vaccine, but also operationalization and post-introduction of the vaccine. I was part of the team which developed, which helped the IVD in the development of materials, training materials and uh, advocacy communication and social organization materials. Also, I supported the ministry in the training at the national, regional, and district levels. We also used the opportunity to orient key stakeholders at the different levels on the rationale of the country to introduce the vaccine, but also on how different stakeholders can support the ministry to ensure the vaccine is successfully introduced. After the introduction, GSI have been providing support to the ministry 
in reviewing and analyzing the data to see the, which regions are, sub, are not performing well and develop mechanism to support them. We have been also able to do sensitization meeting in poor performing regions, whereby through the analysis, we have been visiting those regions through the support supervision, but also after the support supervision, JCI have been uh, supporting the ministry to facilitate the smart stakeholders sensitization meeting, which are involving two, two implementing sectors, which I mean the health sector and the education sector. And indeed, through those meetings, the coverage of the regions which we are not performing very well started to perform very well. And those regions which were, were supported through those meetings were used at reference to go execute the same meeting to other regions which are not performing very well. So through JSI support, uh, we have been now seeing the progress of the coverage in those poor performing regions going very well. And we have used those platforms also to sensitize the sustainability of introduction of the vaccine and also how the region themselves can be able to conduct the same meeting in JSI's absence. Thanks so much. It sounds like you have done quite a few things to support the program in introducing HPV vaccine. And I will have, I have a lot of questions so we can get into a bit more detail about that. But one of the things I was just thinking about and wondering, given your, um, you know, your many years of experience supporting immunization program is that you were, you have said that you've supported other new vaccine introductions in Tanzania previously. Is there anything, any lessons that you've learned from these previous experiences and in introducing new vaccines that were useful to you as you supported the introduction of HPV? Yeah, yeah. Numerous things which I think were very helpful when introducing HPV vaccine. For example, the, we have the strongest uh, technical working group, which we, we, we used in the introduction of, of, of other new vaccines, but also it was very helpful to use the strong uh, technical working group we have to ensure that the programs is going implementing its activities according to the plan. We also used in the previous introductions, we used the primary healthcare meetings at region and district level to ensure that different partners and members of the primary healthcare committee meetings are sensitized to ensure they know the rationale of the new vaccine. So through these platforms, we use the same platforms to introduce, uh, to, to orient them on the rationale of the country to introduce HPV vaccine and they are very helpful and supportive to give us the necessary resources we needed to successfully introduce HPV vaccine. Also engagement of different partners. Through different introductions, IBD have been involving several partners at the national and subnational levels. So we used the same partners, but also we went, we went beyond because this was the new vaccine it was targeting the new age. So we went beyond involving many stakeholders to ensure that they are all brought on board to ensure that they understand the intention of the government, but also provide the necessary support in order to successfully introduce HPV vaccine. Thanks, Rafael. This is really interesting. And the last point that you made made me um, have another question, have a, have a different kind of question around 
um, how introducing the HPV vaccine has been different from other new vaccine introductions. So you've, you've shared with us some different ways in which the lessons that you've learned from previous introductions have helped you to have a smoother introduction of HPV, but how has HPV been different than these new vaccine introductions? Can you give us a few examples of, of some of the differences? Yeah, uh, HPV vaccine in Tanzania uh, is being administered to young girls of 14 years of age. This is a new age. As you know, in routine immunization, we have been vaccinating the under five children. So starting to vaccinate the 14 years adolescent girls need a, 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 a new strategies to ensure that we reach them. So we used, we go beyond, we went beyond uh, the, the, the usual uh, stakeholders we have been involving. For example, since the 14 years, years girls, uh, in primary school and secondary school. So it was very important to involve the teachers from high level to lowest level to ensure that they are on board and they understand the intent of the government to reduce the, the HPV vaccine, but also they are part on, on, on parcel of the process towards introducing the vaccine. Also, since this is a new vaccine and it is intended to the new age court, we went beyond involving some stakeholders which we thought that were very important. For example, we involved uh, the religious leaders closely to ensure that they understand the intent of the government to use the vaccine, but also they give the support needed uh, in sensitizing the parents and, and the caretakers to ensure that they accept the vaccine and also give the information to their congregations during the introduction and after the introduction. In general, it was very successful. The implementation of the vaccine has been successful because we have used uh, every opportunity we are getting to ensure that we bring on board all necessary stakeholders to ensure that they understand and they support the program in order to introduce HPV vaccine successfully. That's really interesting, Raphael. And I have a follow-up question to that. So it sounds like with the um, introduction of HPV that you um, engaged with um, a, bun a bunch of different stakeholders. So you're talking about essentially educators and teachers and religious leaders to help um, with sensitization of the community. What kind of, um, what was it like to to work, for example, with teachers? What were, what were some of the challenges you faced or some of the some of the things that went really well when you were working with the education sector? Uh, at, the, at the beginning, at the beginning, I think we didn't involve them very much. And during the analysis of the performance trend and during the supervision, which JSI supported, we thought that there was a, a, there was there was a, there was a need to involve more teachers, especially at the lowest level. Mm -hmm. So during the introduction, we had the training, the training which involved the healthcare worker from the facility, but also one teacher from primary school and one teacher from secondary school in a particular catchment area. So at some point we thought that there are some of the people, key people in the education sector, which we didn't involve much. Mm -hmm. 
For example, at the ward level, which is the lowest level of the district, we have who, people we, we call the ward education coordinators. These are the ones who are coordinating the education sector at the lowest level. So we didn't involve them at the beginning. But also, as I said, we have the primary health education health coordinators at the district level. We have the secondary health education coordinator at the regional level. So we didn't put them on board at the beginning. So after we identified that, through the meeting which followed on, we brought them together. And at the end, we saw them supporting the program and we saw the coverage rising from the lowest coverage to the highest coverage. Mm -hmm. So it was like we missed the link at the lowest level whereby we didn't see the importance of using the local stakeholders, especially from the education sector. And this necessitated them as to do the following meeting, prefer that we involve them, we bring them on board, and at the end, we saw the coverage improving. So when you engage with the teachers, um, and it sounds like getting their involvement from the very early stages and, and involving them in meetings really helped to improve the coverage. What, what exactly did you ask the teachers to do? What was their role in supporting the HPV program in Tanzania? Uh, as I said, more than 90% of the, our target age group are in primary school and in secondary school. We are doing registration of eligible girls at the beginning of each year. So the registration of the girls is has to be conducted at schools. So the healthcare workers from the health facility has to link with the teachers to ensure that all eligible girls for a particular, for the whole year, are registered in the HPV registers. After registration, then that register is brought at the health facilities. Then on a monthly basis, then the health facility workers has to coordinate with the teachers to ensure that those eligible girls, those due girls for vaccination are being mobilized and the health facility workers go to the, to the schools to vaccinate those girls. At some point, there was no coordination. So we found that at some time, healthcare workers were waiting for the teachers to bring the girls to school and teachers were waiting for the health facility workers to go to the school to vaccinate the girls. So the guidance of the ministry was that uh, the healthcare workers should coordinate with the teachers to go to the schools to vaccinate the girls. That will be cost effective, but also it won't interrupt the classes. When we made that clarification, then we saw things moving smoothly and the coverage started rising. Great, that's, that's really interesting. And I think um, great to see that over time, the engagement of teachers in this, um, in this program has really um, shown for some coverage improvement. So thanks for sharing some of those details. Um, it makes me wonder a bit about, you know, there's this sort of, it seems like there's this change over time. It's we first had all these new vaccine introductions for children under the age of five. And now we're looking at, it, now we're, we're working on the HPV introduction and it's for 14 year old girls. Do you think that there are any experience 
practices that you have learned or any lessons that you've learned so far in the HPV introduction that you can apply to other programs, um, such as other school-based services or other vaccines outside of the traditional schedule where we um, vaccinate children under the age of five? Yeah, I think there is a lot of to learn which can be applied uh, to other programs. For example, uh, the involvement of, of multiple stakeholders. As I said, HPV vaccine introduction is one of the new vaccines which involved a lot of stakeholders. A lot of partners and a lot of stakeholders took their part, they played their part to ensure that we, success, we successfully introduced the, the HPV vaccine. So other programs can also use that platform to ensure that they engage uh, broader stakeholders to ensure that they get the support needed to, to manage the, organize the program they are, they, are, they, are, they are working on. But also the aspects of integration. So we have services at health facilities, we have services at schools, we have services which are being conducted in the community, which we call them community outreaches. So through the introduction of this HPV vaccine, it has been able to be integrated with other reproductive maternal newborn child health interventions. So other programs uh, like school health or other health programs, if can well be designed, they can be well be integrated and uh, minimize or leverage the variable resources to operationalize the medical programs. So the integration part, uh, which we have seen with HPV and the other interventions can also be a, a platform for having other program integrated in order to leverage available resources. Great, that's really interesting. And I think, you know, as the, um, as more new vaccines are introduced or, you know, we think about integration of, of, of health services, there's a lot of lessons that can be learned from HPV and you've explained them well. It's going to be interesting to see how things move forward. Um, but, one one thing I would really love to talk to you about is something that's actually happening right now, and I think that's on everybody's minds, and it's um, in regards to the COVID-19 pandemic. And I'm wondering if you, um, Tanzania has also been affected by the pandemic, much like the rest of the globe, and I'm wondering if you can speak a little bit to how COVID-19 has affected the HPV vaccination in Tanzania, as this is something that you are dealing with right now. Yeah, like the, the, the rest of the, of the countries, uh, COVID-19 has well affected uh, HPV vaccination, but also other, other health services. Uh, to be specific to HPV, as you know, we are vaccinating 14 years girls who are in either in primary school or in secondary schools or in the community. Due to uh, COVID-19, the schools now are closed. So those outreaches which were to be conducted at the schools where we are getting more than 90% of our targets are not being conducted. So we are now relying on vaccination at the health facilities and also through the community outreaches. So it is, it, we have not, we don't have the data so far, but I, I assume that it will affect our coverages moving forward. So in order to, to, 
to tackle that, we have been having different initiatives to ensure that uh, vaccination continues. So first of all, we have started, we have incorporated the, into the IBD online platforms, the COVID-19 guidelines for healthcare workers to, to make them understand and keep, keep uh, follow the guideline for, for protection, which can be assessed by healthcare workers at different levels. But also we have conducted as the country Zoom meeting with all organization managers in the country to emphasize them on the need for strengthening routine immunization services, uh, including HPV vaccination and surveillance in order to avoid vaccine preventable disease outbreaks uh, during COVID-19 context. And also we had the meeting, Zoom meeting also with the media people, more than 60 media people countrywide to, to elaborate to them on the availability and the continuity of HPV vaccination services at health facilities and during routine community outreaches. And the need for them, uh, the, the, the healthcare workers to take precautions against COVID-19, but also for the media people to sensitize the public and the community on the availability and the continuity of vaccination services while the school uh, closed. Uh, as a country also, JSI supported the IBD in the development of the SOP to guide healthcare workers on safety measures to observe while continuing to provide uh, vaccination services. And if in that uh, SOP, we also incorporated guidance uh, on the effort needed to reaching and vaccinating HPV eligible girl at health facilities and through community outreaches, but also the guide also is emphasizing on putting strategies for catching up, catching up with the girls while school uh, 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 will be opened. Sounds like there are a lot of moving pieces and a lot to consider um, to make sure that that girls are getting their HPV vaccinations, but also that that everyone is getting all of their vaccinations. It's a new experience for everybody and uh, complicated and ever changing. Of course, uh, I commend everybody in in Tanzania for all the efforts that they're putting in to make sure that um, immunization services continue and in light of COVID-19. So thanks so much for sharing with us some of what it is that you are doing right now to make sure that that happens. Um, one of my uh, next questions really is about, and of course I know things have changed obviously because of COVID-19, but looking back, for you looking back at the time for when the country was preparing for H the HPV introduction, so several years ago, um, is there anything that now after a couple of years of implementation that has surprised you that maybe you didn't know before you introduced or that you maybe wish that you knew before the HPV vaccine introduction took place? Yeah, uh, yes, I think uh, we, at the beginning, we, we, we undermined the, the roles uh, the, the teachers can play in terms of their influence and, and, and their support to ensure the, the eligible girls are vaccinated. 
at the beginning, as I said, uh, we didn't give them the, the weight they, they deserve. And at the end, we thought that it was, it, was known, it, was, it was very important to involve them closely from the beginning. As I said, they have got the, high, the, 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 the role to play from the highest level to the lowest level. You have the regional education managers who are, de who are dealing with the primary schools, but we have regional education managers who are dealing with the secondary school. At the, at the district, it's the same. And at the lowest level of the district, which is what level we have the word educating coordinators, which we didn't involve at all from the beginning. We also have the head teachers who are, whom, who are not necessarily the ones who came for the training, but also they are the ones that are in charge of the schools. So if you look holistically on these key people, it was very useful that we involved them from the beginning and maybe we could have the better immunization HPV coverage than what we are seeing it now. Yeah. Wow. It's, it sounds like, um, you know, you can do a new vaccine introduction over and over and over again, and yet every time there's something new to learn to really help make it successful. So this is really um, interesting to, to hear. And, um, and I think you know, it, it lends itself to the idea that we can always be learning and learning something new to improve upon what we've known in, in the past. So, um, and that there are things that can surprise us. So that's really, it's really interesting to hear. Um, my last sort of set of questions for you are more about the reactions of the, of the country and the people to the introduction of HPV in Tanzania. Do you, how, how have people reacted to the HPV um, introduction? And, and in addition to that, I'm wondering if and how your life, your life has been personally affected by this work. Uh, it, we, generally, the, 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 the vaccine is widely accepted. And, uh, and the fact that cervical cancer uh, prevalence and most of the people, especially women, have witnessed their, their loved ones, their mothers suffering from cervical cancer. So if you tell them that this is the vaccine to prevent cervical cancer, mothers, caretakers, parents understand and support. Though there might be some few misconceptions, uh, taking in mind that we are targeting the teenagers and the, the young girls only, not boys. At the beginning, there was some of the misconception about some people were suspicious about the vaccine and sterility, but through the well program, programming and design, we were able to, to come up with the solution. And those misconceptions now uh, were, are not existing. So why do the, the people are supporting HPV vaccination? Uh, with that in mind, we still need to sustain the advocacy, communication, and social mobilization to ensure that uh, people, parents, girls understand 
and the demand uh, the vaccine on daily basis. As we introduce the vaccine on routine basis, so we have the new generation, we have the girls who are turning to that specific 14 years age. So we are, you need to sustain advocacy, communication, and social mobilization to ensure that we sustain the demand for HPV vaccine. But also, there's the need also to monitor and clear enemies information which may exist to ensure that uh, the, the government reacts accordingly and timely to ensure that HPV program and the other routine energetic program is not affected negatively. Overall, uh, it has been, um, I have been, I'm grateful that to work with the program aiming at preventing uh, cervical cancer since it is among the leading cancers among women in Tanzania, but also I have, I think I'm contributing toward the global and, and, and country's initiative uh, towards preventing this deadly cancer. So to me, my, my, it's, it's, it is, my, it, I'm grateful that I am part of the broader initiative of the globe, but also of my country. Well, Rafael, you've done a lot of work to support your country. So um, I, I, I'm glad that you're grateful and you sound proud and I think you should be. So this is so such great work the program has done and what you have done to, you know, um, through JSI to, to support the, the ministry. So thank you so much for sharing with us some of the details about, you know, how this works, some of those complications and challenges and things that you've learned that have really um, helped to move this program forward in a way to protect more girls from getting cervical cancer. So thank you. Um, I really appreciated talking to you. Do you have anything else you'd like to share before we say goodbye? Uh, no more to share, but uh, I think it has been wonderful working with JSI, and uh, it has been it has been great to see the how valuable the support JSI have provided to Tanzania is being is, is being is being accepted. So our contributor as JSI to IVD to Ministry was very, very important and it is valued through different platforms by our partners, also the IVD program. Thank you. Thank you, Raphael. Thank you, Kate. Thank you for listening to Voices of Public Health, the JSI podcast.